Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to this episode 9, jeez, I can't even believe what episode 9 already of the Investing Blueprint, we have an extra special guest, you guys are lucky, stay tuned for Mr. Shannon Thompson, he has a wealth of knowledge, you're not going to want to miss that interview, we also are going to touch on the side bet between Andrew and I, and what the latest is with that, also we have a word with our winner of our first annual Big Games, that was a very big success, we're glad that everybody participated, over 109 participants in our annual big games, and we're looking forward to having a word with our winner. Also, we have some prizes that we're going to give away, courtesy of Orchid Nail Spa. So all you got to do is type hashtag SFX in the chat window to be entered into the live prize giveaway. We will probably have some time to touch on Bitcoin. It's dropped below 20K for the first time in a long time. And I think it's a significant level. 20K was one that was support for quite a while. And now we're going to see what happens next. And we'll try and touch on that as well in the show. And then, as always, we have our wise words of wisdom for you, just to keep you motivated, also to help you with your emotions, which is the theme of this show. I'm live and direct. My name is Mandela here in the Bermuda studio today. I really want to say a special thank you to Orchid Nail Spa. We're doing a phenomenal job with me and PJ. We have a picture or two that we're going to show you a little later. But PJ and I went to Orchid Nails where we got the first class premier VIP treatment. We both got pedicures and we'll tell you all about it in the show. So shout out to Orchid Nail Spa for sponsoring the show and for taking good care of PJ and I. Uh, they are by far one of the premier uh, spas in Bermuda and I highly recommend that everybody watching this show check them out. The last thing I want to say, this is not financial advice. Remember, you're responsible for your own decisions and I got a little extra special guest here. And can you say to everybody, enjoy the show? Enjoy the show! <laughs> Nothing that is said during this show should be construed as investment advice. Remember to conduct your own analysis and seek your own financial advisor before investing. This show is brought to you by Signature FX. Hey everybody, how you doing, Andrew? How you doing, PJ? What's going on? What's going on, fellas? Everything's good. Guys really, really enjoyed the pop up, pop up thing. Yeah, just just reverence watching. So me and PJ, you know, we uh, we oblivious to these special intros that Mandela does. But yeah, not really enjoyed that one. It's probably your best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Definitely caught us off guard. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted it to be a surprise. Um, <laughs> so before we get before we get into the in, uh, into the interview, um, I just wanted to see how you guys are doing. We haven't actually spoken since um, well for a while since since Bitcoin's made a, a move. Crypto has really been in the headlines. Just wanted to kind of see how you guys were feeling, what you were what you were looking at, and and how everything's been going. So, well, I'm feeling pretty smug to be honest. So. Uh... No, my joke. Listen, we, we've been tracking this since 42k, and you know we've we're trading below the 200 EMA at the moment. Uh, we broke through the 2017 high on Bitcoin, and all, all the other altcoins are following. So, so uh, I don't see much support at the moment. You know, I, I see 12500 is that is pretty weak, and as you can see, guys, in my description for today, you know, I think we could be seeing a 6k Bitcoin pretty soon. So. That's what I'm looking at at the moment, and you know we'll see how this plays out. 
But what I will say is I think we have some fantastic buying opportunities uh, coming up towards the end of 2022. I'm definitely looking at them. Yeah, I think 6K sounds low to me. It sounds really low. Um, but hey, you've been right before um, and anything's possible. I think the momentum is extremely strong right now. And yeah. markets always yeah. overshoot. So whatever you think it's going to be, it's usually going to overshoot either the upside when we're in a bullish trend or to the downside in a bearish trend like we are now. Uh, what about you, PJ? What are you kind of looking at? Yeah, uh, well, again, cash, right? Cash is a position as well. So I'm, I'm yeah. just staying patient, um, just trying to build up some extra cash to dump in at, you know, see if I could catch another capitulation. I don't mm -hmm. think we're fully over yet. And like Andrew, I do see it going down possibly a little lower i'm i'm with you okay. with that pub that six six is six is abnormally low but again we've been shocked before um yeah. you know it's nobody has a magic crystal ball to you know be able to tell exactly where it's gonna be but yeah. just following the historical patterns before i don't think bitcoin's ever dropped below its previous um i could be wrong but it's pretty oh, right all-time high so no you're right that's, that's um, right yeah so yeah. yeah it's it's 2018 if it does i think it might be like a little flash flash yeah. crash and then get bought up real quick mm -hmm. but yeah i'm 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 focusing on just cash right now like you know okay. i'm just okay. Okay. trying to get in so i could scoop up some layers yeah. So, and the great thing about that now, what we're talking about, it really leads in, into our next guest about controlling your emotions. Mm -hmm. now, like, I've always said this, and I've been saying it for months, you know, it's a lot of an emotional attachment to crypto, you know, and, pe and people want to argue with me about price action. Listen, I don't, I don't control the markets, you know, it's just mm -hmm. my opinion, and the price will take the direction, you know, of said buyers, said sellers, you know, it, it's going to happen. So, you know, con controlling your emotions, I think it's it's really key and it's really important. And that's why I think, you know, today's guest, you know, I, I think it's perfect for what's going on in the crypto yeah. world right now. Yeah, let's, without further ado, thanks for that, Andrew. Let's get over to the interview with Shannon Thompson. Special guest, Shannon Thompson. Thank you for making time to meet with us today. How are you doing today, Shannon? I'm fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You're doing a good thing. I know that you're you're really heavily into investing. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, how did you get in, interested in investing in the first place? All right. So my investment journey started years ago. Um, it started, as Paul would know, I, I used to go Gilbert and then my mom shipped me away and I went to school in Alabama. And I think it was my junior year in high school in an economics class that um, we joined what's called the Alabama SMS, Stock Market Simulation. And, um, you know, so a group of us, we went into this, um, this competition and basically we were buying and selling and trading and whatnot. And um, we were given a stochastic 200 grand to trade and I think we doubled it or something along. I can't remember what was the exact game, but um, I think that put the bit in my mouth where I was like, yo, because, you, know, you know, like many of us from a young age, I learned to appreciate money. And I was like, man, if I can, I can double up and I'm, all I've done is click a few buttons, then, you know, this, this is, this is something that, you know, I can be really interested in or something that I can go for. I think money is always a great motivator. Yeah. So, so now fast forward to 2022, what are your favorite assets to trade? Um, easily crypto. 
Yeah, I thought you. Yeah, yeah. That. So you know, I've I've traded different coins and um, stocks, local stocks, but I'm um, um, Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, anything crypto related. I definitely have a, a, a an affinity toward. Not right now. Well, it's not a week for me. Okay. Go get the iPad. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> That's perfect. That's okay. That's hey, that's life right there. What what sort of things would you suggest? I guess number one, getting started, mm-hmm. and then number two, what sort of advice would you give me to to help me to to be successful? If you're new to trading, I would say number one, develop a strategy. Um, strategies are a dime a dozen. You can find them online, and you need to figure out what type of trader you want to be. So what I mean by that is how how frequently do you want to trade? Do you want to be a, a spot trader? Do you want to be a day trader? Do you want to trade futures? Do you want to trade options? There's there's tons of different um, of ways that you can approach trading. Um, I would recommend if you're a novice to just start out spot trading, i.e., buy low, sell high, buy low, sell high. Once you get into or you develop a strategy where you can consistently win and buying low and selling high, um, then you can start um, spreading your wings into somebody more risky um, endeavors. If you're getting into crypto, I would say find an exchange. We were talking earlier and I was saying that CEX.io is one of the exchanges that I use. It's a popular exchange here in Bermuda um, because people can get their money on and off the exchange. Um, I do a lot of trading also on Binance. I use Binance mostly because it has um, so many different coin pairs, markets, and also the liquidity in the markets. Mind you, I'm not trading millions of dollars, but yet, um, you know, I don't want to get to the point where I'm trying to make a sell and there's not enough um, liquidity in the market to, you know, fill my orders. Also, I would say to surround yourself with people who are into trading. You know, um, you know, growing up in Alabama, they have a saying, if you want to be a doctor, you hang out with doctors. You want to be a lawyer, you hang out with lawyers. So similarly, if you want to trade, start, don't hang out with your mates who are, you know, not doing what you want to be successful at. You need to surround yourself with individuals because there's always an opportunity to grow and to learn and to, you know, add arrows to your quiver. I think there's a lot to be said for somebody who you know, somebody who you trust or a group of people that you can kind of bounce ideas off on. And I find with social media, they they tend to focus on all the positive things, all the big, big the gains and the wins and all the cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the dark days come and you're, let's say you've just taken a big loss, mm-hmm. um, you need somebody to kind of, that's just vent to. Yeah. No, but that's a good point because, you know, the fact of the matter is that 95% of investors fail. And the reason why they fail is it's related to emotion, you know, and if mm-hmm. you don't have a circle where you can, you know, just, you know, you're married. If you don't have a circle where yeah. you can talk to and, and, you know, and express some things, then you know, it, it can get ugly for you fast. And at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to go to your nine to five or your business or however you generate your money and then go and take it and lose it in no man's land in the market. You know, that can leave yeah. you with a real empty feeling. So, um, you know, and to add to that, um, so I have a I have a trading journal that I use and I log all of my entries and all of my exits. Um, so before I even get into a trade, I know at what stage I'm going to get out 
if the crap starts to hit the fan. Right. Um, I also know where I'm going to take profit, or at least on the technicals, because some trades I look at technicals, at what levels I'm going to take profit at. Um, so, you know, there's no guesswork. And then I mm-hmm. stick to that. You know, I don't bait and say, okay, well, the price is dropping, but it may come back up again. No, get out, and rinse and repeat, start over, and wait till my my strategy tells me, okay, now is another time to buy. Because you do get false signals, but it's all about, you know, absorbing that loss in an appropriate manner so that you can bounce back the next time. It's more systematical than, you know, throw something up against the wall and hoping it sticks, you know. Definitely, and- yeah. Yeah, because what I've heard from a lot of young investors is, oh yeah, I'm going to buy some Bitcoin and then, you know, in a couple of years, it's going it's to be worth a million dollars. And, you know, I do believe that Bitcoin appreciates with time. But look at our last bear market. It lasted it lasted a couple of years, you know, yeah. from the 2018 high. And literally, the market went sideways and down for about two years. So, you know, I mean, if you're a long-term investor, that's okay. But if, you know, that's your last thousand dollars, you know, you don't want to sit on that thousand dollars for two years hoping that it just will go up. You know, you want to be more intentional about when you get in and when you get up. Gee, so so with crypto, have you had any sort of um, fundamental strategies that you or, or, yeah, strategies, I guess you could call them, that you find um, beneficial? Yeah, good question. So um, I've tried a number of different things. Um, (laughs) Literally, I've made every mistake in the book. Believe you me, I've lost tens of thousands of dollars in the market. Um, But I have come across a strategy which I believe is beneficial. So Manella and I were talking earlier and I was saying that I have two different strategies, um, two different portfolios that I really manage. I have a spot trading portfolio where I'm just buying low and selling high. And then I have a futures trading portfolio, which is a little bit more risky. But with my spot trade, and I'll focus on that for those who are just getting into the game, um, I use what's called confluence. I use um, three indicators, the stochastic RSI, the RSI, and the money flow index. And when these um, indicators hit certain levels, I consider buying. I look for support and resistance in the chart on the one or two day charts, and then I consider buying. And then on the other opposite side of that, I sell when those indicators get up to a certain level. Um, so it's very systematic. It's very, you know, I look at a chart. Um, I even have it on my TradingView account where it highlights it when all three of those um, indicators get to a certain point. And I have three categories of buys. I have a good buy, great buy, and incredible buy. And um, um, it's based on how low the market actually goes and um, um, sometimes if I'm looking at a one or two day chart um, my trades can take up to 180 days to um, mature but within that 180 days you know sometimes you can get you know an easy one two three four hundred percent so you know I'm happy waiting that long um, to 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 get a, um, a good trade in. I think I want to jump right into the coin purse conversation. So with your <laughs> coin purse that you're trading, mm-hmm. you know, I'm assuming you're trading probably things against Bitcoin or Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Um, are those two something that you believe in long term or is other trading purse that you focus on? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I believe Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to be along for the long haul, fundamentally speaking. 
So I don't have any issues trading this. Um, if you go on Binance and you look at um, the other markets, it has all the coins that you can trade versus Bitcoin and Ethereum. But if Ethereum is a little bit more risky because Ethereum actually the last couple of years has outperformed any other coin. So if you try to trade a coin versus Ethereum, you're getting into a very sticky place. It could be dangerous. You can take some losses. But if you look at Bitcoin, um, I like to trade Bitcoin versus Link. We were talking about Link earlier and, and me and Link have a love-hate relationship. But um, <laughs> you can, you Bitcoin versus any coin in the top 10, top 15, um, I would look at and see how it's performing. And, um, um, you know, sometimes if in 20, 30 days, 40 days, you can make 100% easily on a trade, you know, and you can double your Bitcoin um, that way. And uh, to me, that's the fastest way to legitimately double or increase your Bitcoin holdings rather than just trading it versus the natural cycles that Bitcoin goes through versus a stable coin or, um, or the dollar. A lot of people want fast money, and that's nice. But I would recommend look at the larger time frames. Look at mm -hmm. the one-day chart. Look at the two-day chart. Look at the weekly chart so you can understand the big picture. Once you understand the big picture, then you can work your way down to the lower time frames. But um, especially if you're getting into it, look at the big picture. I can't emphasize that enough. Look at the bigger swings in the market. Sometimes, I guess, depending on how how it looks in that specific trade, you will you would put your stop loss at a twenty percent profit. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just highlight that because worst case scenario, if the things go, everything turns against you, you're still cashing in at twenty percent no matter what. Mm -hmm. But you are willing to let some of them ride. Um, mm -hmm. I think that is like for me, that's one of the key secrets that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah, stop loss is your friend. Yeah. Um, you know, I would recommend setting one as soon as you get in. But the thing is that with futures is that the market is so volatile. You know, it's so volatile. So if you're trading 10x, you know, the market goes down 2%, you know, you're down 20%. So then you're like, okay, you know, you start sweating. Yeah. You know, and some people have a poker face. I've, you know, and I've done it before where, you know, I let go down 60, 70%. I'm like, yes, the market's going to change. The market's going to change. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You know, yeah. but, you know, yeah. it's just one of those things. But if, you know, you want to preserve your, 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 your currency and your assets, then um, I would definitely say set your stop loss. If you take that loss, just, you know, get over it, start over. Talking about stop losses, and then I'll pass it over to you, PJ. Um, yeah, yeah, because I, I know you got some questions. Because okay, because Shannon just mentioned stop losses. Um, so you said six percent. So the six percent you were referring to—that's of your capital, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And then on the downside, or for your stop loss, what's your I stop loss rule? So my stop loss rule is that I number one, I look for support and resistance. There's a support and resistance is everything in trading. It may be support based on a moving average. It may be support based on just drawing straight lines on a chart and seeing how many touch points you have. Um, so generally with my strategy, I'm, I'm catching relative lows in the chart. Within those lows, I would look for the first level of support under that. So then I would say, okay, well, if you know, there's support here, how far down is it? So mm -hmm. what is the downside risk? Okay, so if this goes down 5% and I'm using 5% leverage or 5X leverage, then okay, so I can lose 25% on this trade. So right. I would always put my stop loss just a little bit below that support. So if it goes down to it and it touches it and then bounces back up, you know, then I'll still be okay. My perspective also changed because 
when I first got into it, I had the mindset that I can make this much money. And now, you know, as I've, you know, grown and matured in the space a little bit more, now I look at it like, man, I can lose this much money. You know, yeah. so it's, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a give and take. And you know, we're now more cautious about preserving. And like I said, I'm not even a millionaire yet. So I don't have, you know, tons of capital laying around. It's not like, you know, I still have a mortgage and bills like everybody else every month. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not, you know, riding high on somebody's yacht. Don't get that, you know, mentality. <laughs> but for what little bit I do have, I don't want to lose it. You know, so it's yeah. it's about, it's about you know, riding that fine line between, you know, what can I make with what I have without going backwards. So with, with 2022, we're almost, yeah, we're halfway there. Um, mm-hmm. Anything exciting you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Well, a couple things. Um, number one, I actually like a bear market. I like a bear market because when everybody's talking bad about crypto, you know, this is where you need to gobble it up. I'm just loading up. Um, you know, it's a buyer's market. Like, don't get it twisted. Right now, we are in a buyer's market. You know, some people are trying to sell to preserve whatever they had. No, get over that. Whatever Bitcoin you have, just hold on to it and go from there. Um, it's a chart. It's an interesting chart that I was looking at that I saw somebody on YouTube actually post and it, I back tested it and it's pretty accurate called the Gaussian channel, mm-hmm. the Gaussian channel on the five day chart. And um, whenever we price action goes below the Gaussian channel, which it is now, these represent some of the best buying opportunities um, that you will ever experience during crypto. And when this Gaussian channel turns back green on the five day chart, then historically it's indicated that um, the bear market is ending or it's over. So, you know, I'm waiting on that to see when the sentiment is actually going to change. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how low it's going to go. I posted something in our group chat um, about a bear flag some months back. And um, I set a price target around 24K. So, you know, at the time, people were like, no way it's going to go that low. And while we're at 27, and they're like, crap. Like, you know, yeah, hey, yeah. it could go lower. Yeah. yeah, may go lower. You know, it's there's some yeah. yeah. look at the weekly time frame. There's support around 14k. Yeah, so, I remember yeah. you posting that too. I remember the day you posted that, and I was like, I think you we were above 30, we were like 37, 38, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I was like, well, maybe I should put on a little short. Um, mm-hmm. I think I did put a short and position. Then you were killing it. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was actually I went short also when it broke out of that channel, and you know made a few hundred percent on the trade, and I was like. You know that was a good one you know bottom um but yeah so and this is the benefit that i'm talking about of looking at the larger time frames because you get perspective and there's less false signals you know it may take more time and i know we live in a microwave society where we want everything now but sometimes these things do take time to play out but human behavior and psychology that pushes the market it it, it really repeats itself over and over again so, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, hey, well, you know, this is what it is. You know, it's a big bear flag for me. You know, we're going down. It's just a matter of when and how long, you know. So, you know, if, if we if we stay in this space, like I said, I'll just keep keep loading, keep adding up. I'm not getting cute. I'm not, you know, trying to catch the very bottom. I don't know when that bottom is, but I'm, I'm, I just have staggered buy orders every thousand dollars. So if as it goes down, my, my, my buy orders get set. 
they get hit. So yeah. Nice. For you, what is the hardest thing for trade and investing? Or what are some of the hardest things that you're working through? The hardest thing I would say is um, controlling your emotion. Emotion is the biggest money killer. Um, you know, right now, there are very few people screaming to buy. You know, everybody's saying, you know, the market's going down, it's doom and gloom, you know, get out. You know, and, and you know, and like I said, Ben, you need to change it, look at it from the other side of the spectrum. Um, you know, the markets are low right now, they're low. Buy, gobble it up, you know, yeah. like, you no know, yeah. Warren Buffett, I wrote on my little notes for this, um, I'm a real nerd, the, my notes for this talk, um, you know, More Warren Buffett said, um, you know, be be greedy when others are fearful, and fearful when others are greedy, you know, and, and you know, that reflects my sentiment exactly of where the market is now, like, don't get cute and try to time the bottom, like, nobody knows exactly where the bottom is going to be. Like, you know, somebody may get lucky and call an indicator and a price, but at the end of the day, if somebody knew exactly where the bottoms and the tops were, they would break the market, literally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if you knew, that's like going crown and anchor to make it relative, and you know what's going to be real next, you would break the table, you take everybody's money. You know, so nobody knows exactly what's going to happen and where it's, how it's going to play out. So, you know, we have to methodically extract what we can from the market and um, um, be able to do it consistently. And if we can, then we'll win. We will yeah. win. And, you know, it's very, it's very doable to um, be financially um, independent. And, yeah. you know, there's no reason why you can't take your family of four away and drive first class or, you know, even get a private jet. You know, there's no reason yeah. why you have to work for somebody else. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, um, you know, growing up in Alabama, they used to have another expression. The only, the only, um, um, all the old timers used to tell me this. The only difference between the rich and the poor is information. I love we that. Have, oh, that's that's serious. Yeah, we have information at our at our at our fingertips. So now it's just about you know cultivating it and maturing it to the point that you know our children can work differently than we worked. You know, you know, I was lucky. You know, my parents, you know, didn't go to college. Well, they did, but. We were all in school around the same time, <laughs> you know, like within within like a three or four year span, you know, my sister graduated, my mom and myself, you know, so and, you know, other people have their similar stories. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're we're not coming from and I'm just generally speaking, some of us may come from generational money and, you know, parents may have taught them a lot of these things growing up, but um, um, a lot of us don't. You know, and we're figuring this thing out as we go. So as we figure this thing out and we pass that information along, hopefully we can change not just our lives, but generations to come. When it comes to exchanges and being able to protect what you've gained, like your, your capital, capital pres preservation, um, what sort of things do you do or what do you find helpful in terms of making sure that your, your, your funds are there and accessible? So, I've taken some losses. I was telling you earlier that I lost two and a half Bitcoin um, holding it on an exchange. Um, and the exchange went out of business. Next thing you know, I went back to it and the site was down. And, you know, my two and a half Bitcoin at the time, you know, was just gone, vanished in midair. And, you know, that was, it was hard, you know, but I'm glad it didn't happen when prices are where they are now. <laughs> <laughs> and the price was around like six thousand or something, and I was still angry. But of course, 
you know, but imagine if it would have happened in prices where it's 60,000. <laughs> you know, like that would have been a different level of anger. Yeah. You know, so so with respect to preserving your income, um, use a hardware wallet. It's the safest way to to hold um, and be the custodian of your own coins. At the end of the day, this is what what differentiates crypto from other spaces, from any financial institution, is that it's a primary market where you are the custodian of all of your assets, and the most secure way to hold those is on a cold wallet. So take it off the exchange. Put it wherever you need to put it. Um, you know, write down your, your your private keys and all the relevant information that you have. Put it in a safe place, mm-hmm. and um, whenever you make your buys and sells, you can put your coins back on the exchange, and then when you sell it, take it all off again. <laughs> so I'll tell you a true story. Um, we were a few fellas and myself were teaching some classes on. Well, not teaching, but we were we were showing some people how to enter and, and get out of the market at the Mariners Club one day, um, across mm-hmm. from Matt Hatters. Mm-hmm. And um, and this guy came in there, true story, Bermudian guy, and he was a bus driver, and he was going through a divorce. Um, they had money problems in their household and all that good stuff. And um, he came to us, he was almost in tears, he was like, look, my wife's taking everything, you know, I'm losing my house. He was just like, look, I bought these Bitcoin, years ago i don't even know how to access them he's like how do i sell this he was literally a millionaire and didn't know it because he had bought these bitcoins early and it was sitting on his hardware wallet and he didn't even know how to access it or whatnot so you know we helped him get the money i'm sure he did it i didn't follow him after that i haven't even caught up with the guy i'm sure he quit his job or you know i'm sure he didn't tell his wife he was trying to leave him but you know, like, <laughs> baby, come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can work it out. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is this is the power of these space that we're in. This is a huge, yeah. a huge wealth transfer. There's only enough Bitcoin in the world for each individual to earn 0.0023 of a Bitcoin. Think about that. So, mathematically speaking, there's only enough Bitcoin for everybody in the world to have 0.0023. Let's say if in 20 years from now, you're still sitting on a half a Bitcoin, which is very doable in today's world, or even 0.01 of a Bitcoin, mm-hmm. you're going to be in the 1% mm-hmm. in some capacity. Yeah. You know, so yeah. this space is very immature at this stage. It's still developing. And truth be told, it's the next generation of fintech, you know, from, you know, when we used to trade gold to you know, a teller at the bank to ATM machines, to credit cards, to now we can actually be that custodian. It's very possible that 0.0023 could be a life-changing amount in 20, 30 years from now. All right, um, Shannon, if, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, what are some of the ways that people can connect? Awesome, so so it's Hot Off The Press, um, Island Trading BDA on Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to fill that page up with, you know, advice and, you know, market trends and things of that nature. So if you want to inbox me um, a question um, or anything like that, you you know, you seriously consider getting into the space, just reach out to me at Island Trade and BDA um, um, on Instagram. And um, yeah, we can go from there. Cool, man. Um, I've really enjoyed the interview, Shannon. You've opened my eyes to a whole lot of stuff. Um, we're trying to continue to share the knowledge. 
and today you you exceeded expectations multiple times awesome thank you awesome well thank you for having me man i appreciate it and like i said i love this space i can talk about it for hours literally Um, (laughs) i would have stayed on longer today if it wasn't for my little bambinas running around but um yeah duty calls yeah anyway it was nice seeing you also paul yes thanks thanks for coming on you know i I always learn a lot i mean i took your little master class um what was it a year or so ago with the uh, bitcoin futures and um (laughs) yeah times flew by but you always uh you know a wealth of knowledge so yeah thanks for coming on the show thanks guys it was a pleasure Sorry, I'm on. I'm on mute. I I just I'm speechless. A lot yeah, to unpack too. there. A lot to unpack. Phenomenal interview. Um, so much to unpack there from Shan. I think we should get him back on as soon as possible. Yeah, hundred percent, guys. Excellent interview. Really enjoyed. Uh, you know what he said, and yeah, ag- agree with like ninety nine point nine percent of it or something. You know, I think we've been chanting ourselves. You know, regarding Bitcoin, how how we, how we trade cryptos. Just thought he's yeah. just thought he's really really good, and, and some of the knowledge he dropped is fantastic. So, don't know you guys, your guys' opinion, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I did as well. I mean, some of the things that stuck out to me. Um, so he is a numbers guy. I think um, his background is is in numbers. I don't ex- know exactly what it is. I know he's focused very much on trade and recently on the side. Um, his wife and my wife are both lawyers and they both work for the same firm. That's how I met him um, coming out of school. And then uh, I had heard little rumblings that he was deep into trading and uh, ba- basically got in contact with him. PJ's um, been saying lots of good things about him. But for me, the probably the the big thing for me is um, he mentioned just having the the ability to have a system, having the ability to try your best to control your emotions by having some sort of systematic program, some systematic checklist um, that prevents you from getting really, really happy when you're winning and really, really depressed yeah. when you're losing. Um, I don't know how you guys feel, but that, that's what stood out for me. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I feel like his, his systematic approach enables him to get small gains, but consistently. And I think a lot of traders will get, you know, lured into the idea of these massive bags in the beginning. And I think, you know, in doing so, that's taking on that high risk you definitely take on some high risk for the downside as well. So yeah, his 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 little bites that he could consistently get is definitely the approach that I think will be the most beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. For me, picking up on that, that uh, I noticed like Shannon said, you know, he's lost lost a few dollars trading, and I think losses. I think that's your best lesson when, when trying to become a trader. And it's the same for me now. I'm actually I'm actually numb to the dollar dollar value when I'm trading. I'm actually looking you know, for, for uh, the support or resistance. I'm looking for that next next level, so to speak. Or, you know, uh, I'm looking for my, you know, my percentage or my points or pips, wherever you guys call it. So for, for me, yes, it's just detach yourself from the dollar value, detach yourself from the money. And I think then that really helps the trading, trading progress. The thing I like to add as well is it's like people's opinions as well. You must, you must have your trading plan. You must have your strategy and stick to that. 
you know, your strategy would not fit in with, with everyone else, you know, because everyone else got different opinions and everyone else has different ways of different ways of trading. So uh, no, it was a brilliant interview. It was really good. Really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm gonna watch it straight back after this. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It's definitely. Sorry, go ahead, Bob. Yeah, you you go, P. I, I was just gonna say it's definitely one to watch more than once. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, and I was just saying it's great to have one guest that echoes similar sort of um, experiences that we've had because it almost validates our, our, our observations and our, our theories that we've come across. You know, um, everybody's got different methods of approaching the same sort of task with trading, but um, you know, he identified the you know decide on what trader, what what trading style you would like to be whether you're. Uh, long term and or short term and um you know i think that's really important to um you know separate you know do i have my long-term bags well leave those let my emotions be out of that one and then i would focus on being more methodical in the short uh, or short sorry um a smaller account that you could try to trade and and take your profits over into your long-term account, you know, it's definitely beneficial to approach it that way. Yeah, most definitely. I agree. I think um, there, there's a lot of live people in the chat, I think, that have been posting. I just wanted to say thanks to everybody joining us today. Lots of positive feedback um, on, on the interview with Shannon. Just so everybody knows, we did uh, record the interview with Shannon a few days ago. Um, so we can go back and have a look at those posts a little, uh, a little yeah. later. Just, just, just one thing for myself. So, uh, if you're in the chat right now, if you can post uh, hashtag SFX, and then we're going to enter you guys into a prize draw for a gift today. So, if you if you can do that right now, uh, so we got uh, Kale, uh, Rosemary, Omar, Matt, Orchid Spa. Ignore myself, but there's a couple of people in the chat now. So, if you can quickly do hashtag SFX, and we'll get you guys yeah. into a draw right now for a prize. Yeah. Uh, we got a comment here from Omar James saying Shannon is the guy. Uh, fully agree with that. Absolutely. Um, and thanks for the uh, post from Rosemary. Um, thank you for your support. And um, we have lots more like this to come. That's for sure. Um, Q Hustle, just shout out to Q Hustle. He's, he's one of our, uh, in, in lots of our groups. Um, so thanks, Q, for, for joining us today. Um, we did have a few questions. I don't know if you guys want to have a look at this uh, while we wait for, for people to post in the group. Yeah, okay. All right, so the first one I see here, uh, this is from Matt. So he says, do you guys think uh, decoupling uh, Bitcoin and stocks will happen? If so, why and when? Um, I can take that one first and you guys can always join in later. I think we, we've been talking about the correlation between uh, Bitcoin uh, and spe specifically and um, the Nasdaq. Um, I think PJ, I think you said uh, the correlation, oh, somebody told me recently the correlation is around 90%. So if Bitcoin's up one day, Nasdaq's up that same day. Um, I don't know when a decoupling will happen. I know there is a, a, a philosophy that um, Bitcoin is supposed to be um, slightly independent or move its own ways, um, independent from stocks. But for whatever reason, um, investors have been pushing their money into stocks and Bitcoin at the same time and taking the money out of stocks and Bitcoin at the same time, um, especially tech stocks. So, I mean, that that's probably a million dollar question. When will it happen? Um, if I knew, 
I, I, I don't know if we would have this show. Um, probably be uh, doing doing a lot of other things. But no, um, in all seriousness, I don't know. I think something dramatic is going to have to happen. Um, and I, I do see this correlation continuing for, for the for the near term. Yeah, same here. Totally agree. But I think we are going to see uh, a separation when Bitcoin gets regulated. So I know a lot of people within the crypto world, you know, the reason why we got into crypto was to decentralize. It was to get away from, you know, the central banks, get away from the dollar. But it's never going to happen. I'm, you know, I'm going to hang my hat on it. I'm going to say it. Crypto, cryptocurrency, it's going to get regulated. It's going to get regulated from, uh, you know, from the US, you know, the European Bank, the Bank of England. It's going to happen. And maybe then we'll see, we'll see, first of all, we'll see the true value of crypto once it gets regulated. And then from there, then we may see a separation from, from some of the stocks or from, from, from the US 30 and things like that. But uh, it's gonna happen. And, and then we will see the true value of cryptocurrency. Yeah, just, just to piggyback on that point, Andrew, with regards to regulation, I think that um, the, the topic of discussion right now, which is on everybody's mind in the crypto world, is the uh, stablecoin issue. And I think there were um, analysis or, or even articles out there which has a big question mark on USDT or, or Tether. Yeah. And they've shown that every time the Tether uh, money printing machine, per se, because, you know, a lot of people are uncertain about Tether's actual backing. You know, it's supposed to be a one-to-one -one backing. As you can see, um, last time I checked on um, CoinMarketCap, it wasn't a one-for-one, -one, uh, you know, pegging. So it's a bit of um, doubt there. But every time they've had some sort of hearing of, you know, to answer if they've had any sort of um, or, or to prove that they have a one to one backing, then um, they don't show up. So I think if they are the next sort of UST sort of situation, like um, what happened with Terra Luna, then mm -hmm. I think that could drastically affect Bitcoin. And, and then I think might be the catalyst for uh, decoupling. Um, and it might bring, you know, with that, I think regulation is all tied into that and it might be a new thing, um, you know, based off of that sort of reason, you know, but to be yeah. seen. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point. Um, I think right now we can go ahead and do the prize giveaway. Uh, before we do actually do the official prize giveaway, I wanted to thank the sponsors um orchid nail spa pj and i had the privilege to go there they have uh, an amazing facility um and pj and i sat in those chairs right there in that picture and we really enjoyed ourselves um i i think probably probably the the the, the most um fun i had during a lunchtime in a long time um <laughs> pj and i both got uh, full pedicures um and i don't know about up but i would like to go back and make another appointment yeah, sure. The foot massage is nice. The yeah, friends yeah. is nice. I'll definitely do it again. I, this is my yeah. first time, too. It's not something I normally do, but yeah, yeah. it was a cool experience. To, to be honest, P, I, I believe it was your first time, but I said to you, yeah, Mandela looks too comfortable there. That, that looks like it. That looks like your spot, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he told me he is an international pedicure enthusiast. So I said, okay. <laughs> You know, it's, this well, one yeah, rated actually, pretty high on it. Actually, Orchid Spa just messaged you. Apparently, Mandela's got a, a club card or something. So <laughs> he's in there way too much. 
<laughs> I have. I, so in all in all honesty, I have gotten uh, a pedicure before outside of Bermuda. This was my first Bermuda pedicure. Um, it was my best pedicure that I've ever had. Um, and the PJ was a great sport. You know, he kept asking, is this normal? Is this normal? Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to hurt. <laughs> uh, the so funny thing is, <laughs> PJ so had a great neck at that time as well. Okay. And the torso shining, you know. Uh... <laughs> yeah, my shoes are buff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, mind you, mind you. Probably just lost. People were, but we probably just lost half of them through that. But uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's get over to the. Let's get over to the um the, the hashtag SFX. So last chance, last call for anybody who hasn't put hashtag SFX already. We're gonna do the the, the draw. And you will win a mini pedicure courtesy of Orchid Nail Spa. So without further ado, let's do this. Good luck to everybody. I think we have a, a few a few people who have um, posted. There we go. And the winner is Andrew Rosa. <laughs> Well done, Andrew. Congratulations. Yay! Well done. You, you. <laughs> Completely random. Not fixed at all. Yeah. Guys, you've got to be in it to win it. I'm yeah. sorry. Right. So, right. guys, when I come to Bermuda, uh, maybe this year in the, in the summer, is my voucher still valid? Yes. Yes, it will be. Um, we can just confirm, triple check with um, Orchid Spy. I think that's fine. Um, they, I think they have no expirations on their gift certificates. So yeah, we'll yeah. see you soon. Now you, you have to come. Yeah. To now you gotta come. Yeah. Um, no excuses, no excuses. Um, I think we had the side bet next. I don't know if you guys want to move over to that. We had um, the side that we've been looking at for the last month or so. Um, so PJ, I don't know if you want to take it away. Um, I can put up the stuff for you here. Sure. So in the beginning, uh, Mandela and uh, Andrew are going head to head. We have a side bet that will be closing at June 20th, and we will see who's right, who's higher or lower of $230. And um, let me just double check. It's, it's pretty close. We're at 247 at the moment, and at the moment, Andrew is there, but we'll see how the trend continues in a few days. Yeah. I think it's going to be close. I think the the price that you picked was a good price, and <laughs> the trend is down. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, okay, next up, I have Andrew. Did you want to say anything about the the side bet? You good? Okay, you don't want to jinx it. I see you're winning now. So if it, <laughs> everything stays the same, you'll be good. <laughs> All right. Next up is the big games. So um, we had our first annual Big Games. It was a lot of fun. Um, in the end, we had 109 people participate in. PJ and I were in there. Um, I learned that I'm not a day trader. Um, and I, I had a lot of fun actually just playing around with the, with, with the game itself. But this is all about the winners. And we had Shane Cools who won the competition. We actually have a word that we wanted to just get, get Shane to say a little something um, after winning the first annual Big Game. So let's get over to Shane and then we can talk a little bit about it. 
Every day I'd wake up, rethink everything I'd got in the portfolio. Each position, does it really keep making sense to stay short, stay short, stay short every day? I think there's got to be a rally in here somewhere. And there was. I missed it. Cost me like 20%. I had a huge lead at that point, but that 20% was pretty much all my cushion. And from that point on, it became a real race where I felt like any given morning uh, you could wake up and two or three people would have really good days and get very close and i kind of ran out of great days about halfway through the competition i just kind of had to stay on top so i'd say my advice uh, investing in general is is if you can find an event that makes sense and you can understand it then simplify it further to what you really can master and make it very easy to follow oh people are going to start going outside people are going to start heating homes Oh, there's about to be a war in Europe. Oh, what's that mean? Uh, well, it pretty much means oil, 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 oil. And that's where a lot of my thinking was. And then uh, knowing that we have inflation, the central banks really kind of have one card they like to play, and that's raise rates. And the big killer on these rate raises is going to be these tech companies, these super high growth companies where they just constantly reinvesting into the business as fast as they can. They were getting these cheap debt. You know, I, I think Amazon and, and, and the like, these guys are issuing bonds at one, 2% uh, in the short term and two and a half, three percent for, for three and five year stuff. That's basically free money. If, if you're able to turn a, turn your book around pretty quick. And so if all of a sudden inflation comes roaring, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to raise rates. And that's going to make these guys have to slow down a little bit. It's going to increase the discount rate on your equities. It's also going to increase their borrowing costs, which is going to lower uh, ultimately their free cash flows. They're going to interest expenses are going to come up. So that was kind of my idea there. Um, so I'd say, who, whenever you're, you're thinking about it, that's that's my advice for people next time. The hardest thing about the competition, um, staying focused on things outside of the competition, is probably the hardest part. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had 109 entrants, which I thought was real cool. Um, you know, it's, it's great that quite a few people from the office were in there as well. Um, but ultimately, you got to focus on life outside of a, a fantasy stock competition. Uh, and so that was that was pretty cool. I think I could only do it about uh, once a year. I don't do fantasy sports or anything like that. So, uh, But th the hardest part was, was focusing on the rest of your life. Uh, I think the best thing about the competition is uh, it, it's fun to be competitive. Uh, competition in itself is, is the best thing. Uh, I thought it was great, and I'm looking forward to the second annual competition. Take care. Thanks, guys. Congratulations again, Shane. And um, we have down the bottom, we have the top 10. So uh, a really big congratulations to Khalees Washington, PJ. Um, <laughs> I think, um, I don't and know if, if you want to speak to that. Yeah, Krista as well. Krista did really well. I want to set the record straight. Um, for those of you who don't know, Krista is my, my lovely, beautiful wife. And she did all her trades by herself. Um, and I, I don't think she gets enough credit. Um, I did kind of tell her what the theme was for the day, risk on, risk off. But I never touched her phone. I never looked at her app. She came fifth. Um, so very, very proud of Krista as well. And, and yes, well done. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I didn't have any assistance. And it's just, it's great to know that our partners did better than us.
And it's going to be myself, Crystal, and Khalees. You know, on, on okay, so you guys are happy you know, to work on the tech in the background. You know, graphics, but, uh, it's been nice working with you guys. Uh, yeah. They should have. So I have a list here. I have a list here of all the reasons why I didn't do well, but I, I, I won't mention that list. So what, I, what I will say, guys, is first of all, congratulations to everyone who took part. Well done. Uh, Mandela, PJ for organizing it. You know, it, it's a big effort. You know, it's a big competition. I, I didn't expect it to blow up to 109. You know, participants. That, that's really good. And 17%, guys. That's, that's an incredible return. So he, he well, was up at 35% anyone, at one point. Yeah. yeah anyone's pushing over five percent. That's unbelievable trading. It's really, really good. So, so well done to everyone. And. Yeah, the result the results speak for themselves. And yeah, yeah. Shane, well, well done. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, well done to Shane. I think one thing I wanted to say was um when Shannon was talking, he said that he started investing through a simulator. And that's exactly what this this game is. So yeah. um I think there's a lot to be said for using um using sort of stock simulation apps. Um, it helps you to um, not only get comfortable and confident with investing uh, and trading, but it also gets you to place orders, um, helps you to manage your risk. And the most important thing, the theme of the show, controlling your emotions. It's a lot yeah. easier when you're doing it with fake money, uh, but at least you get in the habits of it. Yeah, it's great. Build a great um, habit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the next topic we had up was wise words of wisdom. And... Um, I, I wanted to just say, um, other than just sort of being being able to control your emotions, I think one of the things I noticed is I made the biggest mistakes after I was most emotional about something, after a big loss or after something, maybe something significant in my work life or my family life. So just being conscious of that and um, maybe, you know, thinking about taking some time to write down what you're thinking or trying different techniques to just be conscious of your emotions um, because if you ignore them they're not just going to go away yeah yeah and I, I i echo that most of my all of my biggest laws not even most all of my biggest losses have resulted from an emotional state of mind and you know afterwards you say man why did i react right then and there i could have saved or, or, or you know mitigated a lot of that loss by just being calm so definitely it's fitting to say you know um, there's definitely a correlation between emotions being emotional and losses for sure yeah yeah andrew and, uh, i suppose for me just gonna quickly share my screen if that's yep okay. go for it got it there we go and and that's it for me so greatest success comes from having the freedom to fail and for me guys I, you know I just just going back to what Shannon said I have failed and agree with demo counts demo counts or uh, virtual trading is fantastic for building a strategy and what you're going to do but I think the pain of losing real dollars really winds you up yeah and it makes you a lot more uh, loss savvy or you know risk risk averse you know for sure and uh but just fail that's what i say to people fail fail hard don't be afraid to fail yeah just learn your lessons from the failure okay and that, that that's the way you'll grow and and the other thing when it comes to training as well if you've got your strategy 
and you know you win it and you're confident and it stick to your strategy you know a lot of people like i said earlier, a lot of people have you know different opinions and different strategies that don't fit into your frame of mind and just remember within trading we're on it we're all individuals and what works for one person might not work for the next yeah, and, and that would be my that would be my words to everyone so you know mandela and i you know we've been together many many years but we both have two totally different ways of trading and but you know i, I say we, you know, we're both pretty successful in what we do but you know we have different strategies so you know just just do what works for you and uh embrace it enjoy it and uh, don't don't be you know uh, sidetracked by other people's opinions yeah well said well said um i think we can have one last look at the chat just to make sure that um Everybody in the chat has gotten their due. Um, so people are really enjoying what we're what we're saying. And just a reminder to everybody, feel free to share the, the posts um, and let people know, you know, what we're doing. Um, we're trying to do as, as best as we can with what we have. So thank you for the feedback also. Um, so just so you, you are aware, um, PJ, um, it was normal to, to feel like you wanted to laugh. I actually did, did I have very sensitive feet. Um, I don't think I've ever said that out loud. Um, so there was a few times when, um, if anybody's just tuning in, we're talking about pedicures for guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting next to Tickle Me Elmo there. <laughs> uh, we, we could change the subject to the expiration. So, Andrew, whenever you, you come to Bermuda, um, you'll be good. Fantastic. We'll take you there and get some pictures as well. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Unless there's anything else. That's it. Okay. Thanks so much. I'll see you soon. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. See you guys later.